سالانہ امریکہ ولکم ٹو اکلوز ان ویو آف خلافت سینٹینری دس جلسہ ہولڈس اے گریٹ امپورٹنس ہوپ فلی اٹس ایٹماسفیئر ول ہیو کریٹیڈ and according to one's ability and faculties spread various kinds of blessings on every member of the Jamaat. As I always say and also stated to you previously in my sermon and yesterday's address also, the purpose of the Jalsa that the promised Messiah al-Islam had told us was to improve spiritually, religiously, educationally and morally. So in this regard, the Jalsa of each Jamaat of every country has an importance. And this Jalsa too is held for the same purpose. If that be the sole purpose, then what is the need to say that this Jalsa is significant merely because of the Khilafat Jubilee? In this connection, I would firstly say that for some time, every country has been preparing its program for Philafu Jubilee. 
that culminates in the special programs of the Jalsa Salam. in which the bounties of God Almighty are recounted with reference to Khilafat Ahmadiyya. The old, the young and the children have been getting ready with zeal especially for this purpose. Thus, this preparation was carried out with particular feelings, namely that on the completion of 100 years of Khilafat. We should thank Allah, the Almighty, and as far as possible, everybody should join forces to make it successful. I hope and expect from everyone that all of you will have participated with the spirit of gratitude. Secondly, this is the first Jalsa in the United States of America in which I am present. And as a result, a majority of members has come to participate in it. It is the Jalsa of the Khilafah Jubilee held in the presence of the Khalifa of the time. It bears a special significance for this reason. You are taking part in it with a new thought which is that Khilafat Ahmadiyya has completed his first hundred years and we can see the progress of the Jamaat everywhere. That is why we should celebrate today. But we should remember that our happiness will only be considered true happiness. That is our program for centenary Jalsa will be successful and listening to Jalsa speeches will only be beneficial when everybody will depart from here with the pledge which is that we will try to bring about a change in our spiritual, religious, educational and moral conditions which shall be even better than before. There were speeches that we used to hear and of which we only enjoyed the benefit of listening to. However, we did not act accordingly. And if we did try to act on them, then after a few days, we used to forget what had been said. Worldly pursuits took precedence over admonitions. To do good works, our feet were stuck where they were. Or if a moment 
we did step forward no real progress could be seen and our stepping forward could not at all be described as revolutionary thus in view of these past matters if this khilafat jubilee jalsa has stirred your feelings your emotions and your person then congratulations to you for you have understood the purpose of the khilafat jubilee jalsa and of my coming here and now with a renewed pledge and in and a new determination to improve in spiritual and moral values you have entered in the new century i accepted this pledge from you on the 27th of may however now that we have stepped into the new century we need to move swiftly revolutionary changes in the world cannot be made at a snail pace revolutionary changes require a complete transformation within you a hundred years ago your ancestors brought about a revolution a revolutionary change within themselves which despite opposition created a revolutionary transformation all around them what was that change that they brought about within themselves and in their surroundings was it a revolution of bloodshed was it caused by open warfare was it some jihad that spread terror in the area no it was a revolution the most excellent examples of which they have found in the life of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it was a revolution whose practical examples they had found in the life of hazrat musimud alaihi salatu wasalam the messiah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam now to bring about this revolution what were the practical example set by the master and the servant their practical example was to give up their lives for allah the almighty and to bow before him so our elders adopted these examples and we can see its fruit in the expansion of ahmadiyya in some 200 countries they do not possess they did not possess the resources that allah the almighty has endowed us today despite this they created a revolution and ranked amongst those fortunate ones about whom the prophet messiah alayhi salatu wasalam 
said in the following pleasing words it is proven from past practice that the companions of the prophets are those who are weak and poor people many big people are bereft of this fortune as all kinds of thoughts come in their hearts they consider themselves to be free in such matters because of their ego and hidden arrogance as well as their high opinion of themselves they consider it below their dignity and decorum to sit where the poor sincere and dear ones of god gather hazur says was muslim of the salatu wassalam sadr says i see that there are hundreds of people who have entered our jamaat and who barely have any clothes on them and hardly have a sheet or pajama they have no property at all but one is amazed and astonished at their endless sincerity love and fidelity as well as the high resolve that emanates from them from time to time or the effects of which can be seen from their faces they are so firm in their faith and so convinced about their belief and so loyal and sincere in their truth and steadfastness that were these wealthy and rich people who find pleasure in worldly pursuits to come to know of that bliss they would be ready to give up everything for it today there would be many amongst you who are the descendants of the companions of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam there would be some who are the children of these companions who have just been described as having brought about a change within themselves <coughs> after accepting the messiah of the muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and whose favors are being enjoyed by their descendants therefore instead of being immersed in worldly matter uh, matters in the improved conditions that exist in these western countries every ahmadi should try to acquire high uh, positions in the domain of spiritual and moral progress so that the continuity of the of the process of bringing about a change through prayers that had been started by your elders does not come to halt we should continue to improve in good works 
it is indeed a favor of god almighty on you ahmed is living here that besides granting you admittance to the servitude of the messiah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has also granted you prosperity the promised messiah alaihi wasallam has said that if materialistic people come to know of that bliss they would give up all their wealth for it how unfortunate it is that despite possessing both kinds of favors some of us do not hold them in high regard following my african tour i stated that it was after a lot of sacrifice that the majority of african ahmadis had participated in the jalsa the participants from neighboring countries in the jalsa of uh, jalsa of ghana and nigeria had in reality nothing neither money for the fares nor clothes despite the heat they spent the three days of jalsa in the same clothes on the one hand one is surprised to observe that they are trying to improve in sincerity fidelity and spirituality and on the other hand one is filled with pride and uh, and uh, admiration <coughs> these are the people who are scaling to new heights these are the people who have derived benefit from the jalsa therefore if you have come here in view of the importance of the jubilee jalsa then resolve and make a pledge calling allah the almighty to witness to make whatever favors you have acquired by participating in the jalsa a part and parcel of your life god alone knows the unseen i know not nor can i know what grace has been found by men women old and young from this jalsa but i hope and pray that all participants will have tried their best to achieve the expectations of the promised messiah alaihi salam under this spiritual environment no man, no man is free from weaknesses and shortcomings and sometimes falls into the trap of satan that is why a constant and consistent effort is required the jalsa is a means of furthering this endeavor 
the addresses made by the speakers and my own speech and sermon are no more than an if than an effort to remind about spiritual and moral values and to raise their standard the speakers <coughs> speakers words or for that matter my own words cannot influence the hearts of the people unless everyone personally seeks help from allah and prepares his heart for it even prophets cannot do this uh, do this work as muslim allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says i know well that it is not possible for me to put these matters into someone's heart nor do i have any instrument through which i can insert my words into anyone's heart this is not unique to me this is what had happened with all prophets inna ka la tahdi man ahbabta you cannot guide whom you like this has been said to the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam therefore who else can guide anyone by his own will our work is to advise and to convey the message we have found this jamaat making great progress in sincerity and love the sincerity love and passion for faith shown by the jamaat is such that observing the same we are sometimes surprised and amazed and even the enemy is amazed he further says nevertheless there are thousands of people who have increased in their love and sincerity but because of old habits and human weakness they sometimes get so involved in worldly matters that their religion is then neglected so if we if uh, you wish to make the in the impact of this jalsa permanent then everyone should bow before allah the almighty and try to bring about a change in their hearts these speeches and this atmosphere and the special significance it has because it is uh, the jubilee khilafat jubilee jalsa are just a wake up call to draw your attention to personally seek the help of allah then by the grace of allah you will move swiftly towards acquiring higher moral and spiritual grades until allah the almighty creates a permanent realization even a good speaker cannot make you say subhan can can 
only make you say subhanallah or wonderful and my my words will also be no more than temporary advice may it so happen that personal weaknesses and satanic onslaughts do not prevent one from fulfilling the expectations that the promised messiah al-islam had of the members of this jamaat this condition will only arise when we bow before god and as i said seek his help continue to repeat everything good that you hear and make it an integral part of your lives we should always remember the expectations from messiah sallallahu wasallam head of us he says as long as one does not give up one's earlier life and does not feel that the desire of the self that incites to evil has been extinguished and that god's greatness has not yet settled in one's heart one cannot be considered a believer unless the believers are granted a special distinction how can the promises related to them be fulfilled allah's promise is that he will found such a community that will gain supremacy in every field god almighty will bestow all kinds of favors but what is required is that each person purify himself yes allah forgives weaknesses <clears throat> who soever is weak and raises his hand for somebody to grasp and lift him up will be lifted up but a believer should not sit idle in this condition as god is not happy at this all efforts should be made to please god he further adds our jamaat should be such that it does not depend on mere words but should fulfill the true purpose of the pledge they should bring about a change within themselves mere proposition cannot make allah the almighty happy if there is no change within you then you are no different from others so these are the expectations of that the, uh, that the promised messiah al-islam had of us a part of which i have mentioned may this khilafat jubli jalsa awaken the feelings of those who join the jamaat of the promised messiah al-islam in every ahmadi a consciousness to bring about a change has developed as i said this 
consciousness and attention is beneficial when everyone resolves and pledges before God to remain consistent with great determination and promises that he or she will shun all evils and weaknesses that are sinful. However, this cannot be possibly uh, possible this, this cannot be possible without Allah's grace. Giving up your former life requires a great transformation. It calls for great determination. Therefore, the Prophet Muhammad did not confer an ordinary responsibility but a colossal task. Hence, this work and the desire to spend the day and night in fear and righteousness cannot allow any other thought to come to our mind. Overcoming the self that incites to evil and recognizing the greatness of Allah, the Almighty, mean passing through the self that reproves to attain the state of the soul at rest. Who can attain this state merely through his knowledge and effort? Indeed, it requires one to carry the yoke of the unity of Allah, the Almighty, on one's neck. This cannot be achieved without handing oneself over to God Almighty. The Prophet Muhammad has indicated the establishment of such jamaat that enjoys supremacy over others. The Prophet Muhammad draws our attention towards the purification of our hearts, of ourselves. And this is why he has said, do not sit idly but place your foot on every rung of the ladder and keep climbing upwards. When everyone attains this condition, the, prom the promises will be fulfilled. The Jamaat that attains superiority will emerge distinct from the others. What is that superiority that Allah the Almighty wants to give to the Jamaat of the Prophet Muhammad The superiority is the blessing of Khilafat. The blessing of Khilafat are, uh, uh, is such a bounty that today the Muslim Ummah desperately feels the need for it. Columns 
in the papers in Muslim countries are filled with the fact that the survival of the Muslim Ummah is related to Khilafat and that all Muslim countries should try collectively to establish it but they do not know that the bounty of Khilafat is God given and cannot be obtained by human efforts in this age if any Jamaat has been promised the establishment of Khilafat then it is the Jamaat of the Prophet Muhammad Therefore, after having made an oath of allegiance to the Prophet Muhammad it is the responsibility of every Ahmadi today to extend, uh, to stand up, uh, to defend this bounty and attend to those matters that are conditional to it. The Prophet Muhammad has made the purification of the self a, pre, uh, a precondition for its uh, uh, for its uh, supremacy furthermore the purification of the self is obtained by strengthening faith and performing good deeds Allah the Almighty says in the Holy Quran Qadaflaha manzakaha he indeed truly prospers who purifies it. However, any Ahmadi who performs the bath at the hand of the Prophet with a purpose in view cannot attain that purpose without purifying himself without strengthening, uh, strengthening his faith and without paying attention to the performance of the good deeds which had been ordained by God to, pure, to a pure soul. Those deeds that lead to purification of the soul and to salvation from the, temp from the temptations of the self that incites to evil. When this condition is attained by the people, Allah's promise of the bounties of Khilafat will be for them. The Prophet said that mere words and knowledge will bring you nothing. If you are not mindful of your deeds, whether someone is able to counter an opponent in a debate or can prove the death of Jesus Christ or can deliver a solid speech on a knowledgeable subject such knowledge is hollow if it does not bring any practical benefit to man if a scholar's arrogance 
prevents him from accepting the promised Messiah al-Islam. That knowledge of his will lead to an abyss of darkness. If any knowledge prevents obedience to Khilafat, then such knowledge deprives one from bounty of Allah, the Almighty, and leaves one bereft of the blessings of Khilafat. The history of Ahmadiyyad bears testimony to the fact that those who considered themselves to be scholars 94 years ago, their condition after the split from Khilafat is pitiable today. Therefore, to become the recipient of this bounty, it is necessary to purify the self. It is necessary to act upon the commandments of Allah, the Almighty. It is necessary to fulfill those conditions that must be fulfilled by those to whom promised <coughs> the promise of Khilafat has been made and who have been mentioned in the Holy Quran. The ayat istikhlaf is frequently referred to in the Ahmadiyya Jamaat. For some years now, we have been hearing part of it on MTA from time to time. It is highlighted with reference to the Khilafat Jubilee in every Jamaat, uh, in every Jamaat periodical and in every function. But is it enough that we read about it and that those who have the habit of reflecting, seeing the benefits that are being showered upon the Ahmadiyya Jamaat should simply be pleased at seeing its uh, practical fulfillment. If that be so, then remember, this was not the purpose of the advent of the Prophet Messiah nor was it the purpose of the establishment of Khilafat. Nor is it the purpose of those who have claimed to be closely connected to Khilafat. Nor indeed should it be so. Who are the real beneficiaries? The ones who truly value this, beauty, uh, this bounty? Details of this subject are given in Surah Al-Nur, but the brief condition of the true beneficiaries of this bounty referred to the, in the above mentioned verse is that they should be absolute, they should be absolute in faith and perform good deeds and as a result Allah the Almighty will strengthen them he will improve their spiritual, religious, and practical conditions. Because a believer does not come to a standstill at any one spot. Marching under the banner of Khilafat, you will attain 
success. The prayers of the Jamaat and the Khalifa will bring about uh, will bring about a change and peace and security in exchange for fear. As a result of the blessings of Khilafat, the Jamaat will become a solid foundation. Whoever confronts it will be smashed to pieces. When we look at the hundred years history of the Ahmadiyya Jamaat today, we find this promise of God Almighty being fulfilled in a glorious manner. I do not have time to repeat the full account of our history, neither of the various, plot, um, uh, various plots hashed against the Jamaat, nor of the attacks launched on it, not to mention the internal and external attempts that were made to weaken the Jamaat. I already mentioned this briefly on the 27th of May function. Everyone among you is a witness to the fact that the Ahmadiyya Jamaat is making dynamic progress. Even the opponents have to admit that this Jamaat enjoys the physical support of Allah, the Almighty. Your spiritual and moral progress is entirely dependent on Khilafat. You should inculcate this principle in your future generations. So, assess yourselves, reminding yourselves that you have a to strengthen your faith and pay greater attention to the performance of good deeds so that you continue to be the recipient of Allah's bounties promised by Allah the Almighty by absorbing the grace of Allah Always continue to exchange your fears into security and peace. Continue to be those upon whom Allah the Almighty looks with love. Always create means of survival for yourself and for your children. Remember, our survival does not depend on luxuries of the world but on the happiness of Allah the Almighty and on endeavoring to become the dwellers of paradise in the hereafter what is faith and what are righteous deeds in this connection the Prophet Muhammad Islam expounds the meaning of Surah Al-Baqarah 
بشر
that is when a person does something to show off ujub or self pride that is to feel elated at one's own doings and also various types of wicked deeds and sins which one commits by these one's actions are completely ruined amale saleh are those in which there is no thought of injustice self praise showing off arrogance or usurping the rights of others as good deeds lead to salvation in the hereafter so is a person protected in this life if there is one person in the house in the household performing good deeds the entire household is saved remember that until you perform good deeds mere belief is useless in another place the problem sahel islam says good deeds are not according to your own whim and determination that is good deeds are not those done according to one's own liking amle sale is not to be interpreted on one's own in fact good deeds are those on in which there is no disorder of any sort the word sale is an antonym of fasad disorder for example just as food is wholesome tayyab when it is neither raw nor burnt nor stale nor substandard it should be such which is assimilated quickly likewise it is necessary that there should be no disorder in good deeds that is they should be sanctioned by allah the almighty and sanctioned by the traditions of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam moreover there should be no laziness nor self praise nor showing off nor should it be whimsical determination when a deed is like that it is called a good deed like a philosopher's stone so these are the words of the poem sahil islam these various excerpts that i have presented clarify the meanings of faith and righteousness righteous deeds as explained by the poem sahil islam do not think that just because we have believed in the poem sahil islam there is no more to be had if god almighty says to the believers of hazrat muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam say you have not believed yet but rather say we have accepted islam there is a lot to be done for strengthening the faith therefore in view of this commandment of allah it should make us concerned and cautious 
we should search such matters that strengthen the faith and that inspire us to attain ever higher standards of faith allah the almighty has described various characteristics of those who complete faith uh, who have complete faith and of those who improve their faith if all of us examined ourselves then the condition of our faith would emerge automatically if there is any weakness our attention will be drawn towards it thus while referring to promise or promise of allah the almighty whenever we ask anything from him we will question whether we are following his commandments fal yastajibu li wal yumenu bi so they should hearken to me and believe in me here allah the almighty has addressed his servants those who need to take steps to improve their belief i shall now present some of the characteristics of true believers that are mentioned in the holy quran the quran allah says alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaybi wa yuqimuna as-salata wa mimma razaqnahum yunfiqun who believe in the unseen and observe prayers and spend out of what we have provided for them that is say believe in allah the almighty and make it such a belief that increases irfan roughly translated as comprehensive knowledge moreover observe prayers with full attention to the five daily prayers and as far as possible in congregation and this is what is meant by observing prayer as instructed by allah the almighty allah the almighty says in other words hafizu wal salate wa salatil wusta hafizu wal salawate wa salatil wusta wa qumu lillahi qanitin watch over prayers in the middle prayer and stand before allah submissively this is about watching over the prayer and in particular over the prayer that arrives in the middle of things that come between god and his servant because of worldly needs thus work trade or involvement make us neglect the prayers this is something that gain uh, then that again weakens the faith we need to pay greater attention to this in this age when prayers were going to be ignored because of occupation and per, uh, preferences god who is the knower of the unseen knew what would 
happen in the later uh, days and what the priorities of the people would be this is why our attention has been drawn toward the juma prayer in surah juma the reference to the friday prayer does not mean that one should come to offer friday prayer and that there is no need to attend to the other prayers such an interpretation would contradict the commandment to which i have referred before safeguarding prayers is an important is an important um, uh, important commandment the purpose of describing it here is that at the time of prophet musa alayhi salatu wassalam man would become so engrossed in materialism and would be so afraid of incurring a loss in his trade that he would neglect the juma prayer which is an important form of worship and to which allah and the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave special importance as many people as possible should gather in a central place to offer prayer in which the sermon bears a special significance allah the almighty says that in these later days those who apparently believe would forget the the importance of the friday congregational prayer trade and worldly affairs would become more important to them allah the almighty says that the grace and bounties that allah has are far more beneficial than your worldly pursuits and trades for you do not derive uh, merely material benefit from them but benefit in the hereafter as well allah says your progress in the belief in the unseen that is ghaib leads to the nearness of allah in order to strengthen faith allah the almighty has drawn our attention towards worship so that the uh, akhirin the believers living in the latter days can be beneficiaries of such beni- uh, bounties drawing our attention towards friday prayers allah the almighty tells us by neglecting the prayers your condition will worsen so that you will even find the observance of just one day per week namely the friday prayer a burden and gradually you will distance yourselves from worship thus you will forget the purpose of joining the jamaat of the prophet musa alayhi salam and as for the bounty of khilafat that you mention with great pride it will be taken away from you so every ahmadi should remember that materialism should never draw him away from the observance of prayers after belief in allah the almighty prayer is the guarantor of our survival 
that is why i emphasize this time uh, this time and again everywhere that if we attain this fundamental objective with sincerity and loyalty then we will become true beneficiaries of divine favors and will make our lives both here and the hereafter excellent it is narrated in a hadith that the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the five daily prayers and the friday prayer to the next friday prayer and the observance of ramadan to the observance of the next ramadan atone for all defaults in between so long as capital sins are shunned thus this hadith makes it clear that these obligatory acts atone for major faults therefore those who think that it is enough to observe the eid prayer each year should remember that eid prayer is the shield for the friday prayer and the friday prayer is the protector of the five daily prayers and each prayer is the guardian of the next prayer and atones for major sins allah says in the holy quran in tajtanibu kabaira matum hona anhul anho nukaffir ankum sayyiatikum wa nudkhilkum mudkhalan karima translation of this verse is if you keep away from the more grievous of the things which are forbidden you we will remove from you your minor evils and admit you to a place of great honor now this verse has additionally clarified that we will be protected from the major evils through the five daily prayers the friday prayer and ramadan there are many people in the world who do not commit any of the major sins however it should not be thought that since those who do not observe the prayer do not commit major sins what is uh, the difference between those who observe prayer and those who do not allah the almighty says that when you try to shun major sins allah will keep you away from minor faults you will be amongst those who try to become truly allah's and will be amongst those in whom the love of allah continue to grow and the love of the world begins to diminish and as a result you will rank among those who have been bestowed 
his blessings those faults and shortcomings which seem difficult to get rid of will become easier to overcome because of such worship and as a result you will continue to increase in love for allah it is not possible that love for allah and sin go hand in hand nor can the gracious one and satan get along together the promised messiah alayhi salatu wasalam said sin is a poison which appears when man is bereft of obedience to god of absolute love for god and of his loving divine remembrance just as when a tree is sprouted and is unable to absorb water it begins to wither and its greenery is destroyed the same is the condition of man whose heart has been uprooted from the love of god thus just like desiccation sin overcomes him allah the almighty has also said at another place inna salata tanha anil fashai wal munkar prayers restrain one from indecency and many festival in this materialistic age and in the western culture where man has made progress in every field has reached other planets and has discovered many unfathomed secrets of nature he has also crossed all bounds of indecency and invented means of uh, 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 means and instruments for uh, moral depravity obscenity and filth though man is the most conscious of beings yet he is worse than animals in such indecencies the naked display of indecency on tv channels and its open show on the internet are because people have forgotten god almighty and have neglected his worship so therefore when an ahmadi enters the new century of khilafat he pledges that he will bring about pure changes within himself and the best of such pure changes is through worship and the fear of god a fear that incorporates the love and affection of god thus to attain the highest standards of worship and the fear and love of god within oneself the most important way is through the observance and understanding of the meaning of prayers if that is not the case then as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said man becomes like a dry twig his heart withers the freshness of belief 
and deeds is terminated and then such a man who is apparently one of the believers due to his distance from god is is lost in the indecency in which the world is immersed may allah preserve every hindi from this then he says that to strengthen the faith it is necessary to spend in the way of allah alhamdulillah by the grace of allah the ahmadiyya jamaat in the united states of america is advancing in this field when i launched the scheme for the tahir heart institute in rawa the american jamaat contributed more than 60% of it may allah grant an excellent reward to those who made sacrifices for this it was it was really a grand purpose this excellent institute that tairan heart institute established in rawa is serving mankind particularly the needy and deserving it is one of the leading state of the art institute in pakistan likewise in the sacrifice made for the building of mosques then there are other funds in short the american jamaat is one of the advancing and progressive jamaat in the domain of financial sacrifices i i recall that uh, 10 years ago was khalifatul musi report reminded you extensively about it referring to it today i praise allah the almighty for having blessed the prophet messiah al islam with such a jamaat that responds immediately and positively to the call of the call of uh, of the khalifa of the time so today therefore just as you cause a change in yourself in financial sacrifices i draw your attention to the observance of prayers worship and other righteous deeds and urge you to try to march forward towards betterment i hope and pray that allah the almighty will enrich you with the blessings of this jalsa and that you will make progress in your spiritual conditions for the strengthening of your faith you will keep the commandment of allah in front of you in which allah the almighty says walladhina amanu walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah and as for those who believe they are the foremost in their love for allah the love of allah will never 
drive drive you away from worship you will always rank amongst the believers about whom god almighty says that when they are called to determine a matter their response is samena watana we hear and we obey it is not that we will accept those matters that are in accord with our wishes and reject those that go against our desires i hope those among you who have shown such an attitude will bring about a positive change for the sake of strengthening their faith i have highlighted some signs of the believers may allah enable you to to ponder over their intricacies and continue to enlighten your faith so that you keep on receiving divine bounties and grace allah the almighty has promised khilafat to those who progress in their beliefs and to the ones who perform good deeds as well what are good and righteous deeds and why are they integral to belief in this connection you have already heard the explanation of the problem sayal islam amongst the deeds that have been mentioned by the problem sayal islam was salam i elaborate further so that everyone can assess themselves because these are such matters that can consume their righteous deeds and as i had said in my khilafat jubilee address the worship of such people confers no benefit to them the promised messiah alayhi salam says righteous deeds uh righteous deeds are those in which there is no cruelty in the holy quran allah the almighty has presented several examples of cruelties some of which i present here in connection with matters related to ladies when marriage ends on the rocks and divorce is considered do not delay the matter beyond the waiting period there are only two options either terminate it finally in divorce or bring about reconciliation in an appropriate manner and put a stop to that matter also do not end the matter just to cause difficulties or to aggravate the situation if you do this it will be cruelty you make this that you are, you are only causing difficulty to a woman but this will be a grave mistake on your part allah the almighty says woman yafal zalika faqad zalama nafsa and who so does that surely wrongs his own soul you are thinking that by causing cruelty and aggravation you are disturbing only her but do you do you not know that in fact by inviting 
Allah's displayer, you are causing cruelty to yourself. Thus, if indeed they have the fear of God, men should play, uh, pay attention to discharging the rights of women. Then Allah the Almighty says at another place that those who usurp the rights of others by eloquent uh, speeches also commit cruelty. And Allah the Almighty punishes the cruel and the oppressors because of their transgression. Allah the Almighty has advised the believers to perform good deeds. Therefore, those who engage in such conduct that is against the commandments of God will be counted amongst the tyrants. So, each Ahmadi should assess himself. Complaints are received about cruelties in the relationships between husband and wife. Neither do they comply with the administration of the Jamaat, nor do they listen to the Khalifa of the time. Then when they are punished because of these cruelties, they say that they have been treated unfairly. Although in reality they have been unfair to themselves. This issue is so alarming sometimes. This is why I have been repeating it here. Then in uh, lending and borrowing and in big ticket business transactions, people usurp the rights of each other. They think that they have made a fool of the other party. They fail to understand that according to Allah, the Almighty, they are only ingesting fire by destroying the peace in society. They are earning the displayer of Allah, the Almighty. Thus, being in such a condition, they belong neither to the faith nor to the world. In this connection, every Ahmadi should continue to assess himself. If on the one hand, we shout slogans of peace and security, how can we, on the other hand, become the destroyer of the peace in society? Instead of spreading peace, how can we cause people agony and pain? Then the Prophet Messiah says that one should stay away from self-pride and conceit because it is such a disease where the person is so self-centered that he pays no importance to the opinion of others. Nor does he pay any respect or reverence to others. It is a thing that leads to arrogance. When this disease occurs in society, it prevents one from discharging the rights of others. And as a result, it opens ways for disorders. Allah the Almighty says in the Holy Quran, and turn not the cheek away from men in pride, nor walk in the earth haughtily, 
Surely Allah loves not any arrogant boaster. Thus it is clear that the boaster and the sprout are arrogant and that is something greatly disliked by Allah, the Almighty. The Holy Prophet said, Do not disdain doing the least good even though it be greeting your brother with a cheerful face. In another narrative, the Holy Prophet said, The more one is hospitable and humble, the higher will Allah, the Almighty, raise his status. So, the real purpose for a believer is no is to attain the player and reward of Allah, the Almighty. And that is only possible when one is free of self-pride and arrogance. The petty matters that lead to disputes in our society are because of the conceit and arrogance. Every Ahmadi should keep in mind that on the one hand we express our uniqueness in the same in, in the sense that uh, we are those people who believe uh, uh, who have uh, been rewarded by the Allah the Almighty but on the other hand if we have basic weaknesses within ourselves how can we persuade others that this is a reward so if we begin to rectify such basic moral defects we will be able to reform major weaknesses and continue to re receive the bounties of Allah the Almighty and will earn the right to become the best part of the society there is a list in the Holy Quran about good and bad deeds or do's and don'ts Allah the Almighty has clearly explained both good and bad deeds one thing should be clear about good deeds good deeds are those that are performed at the correct and appropriate time for example speaking the truth is a good work and Allah the Almighty has issued instruction about it and has equated a liar to one who commits shirk one who associates partners with Allah however if you come to know about somebody's weakness it is wrong to publicize it even if it is true and based on fact but the one who publicizes it will be a sinner if there is a weakness in someone and it is mentioned to him in the presence of others saying I am only trying to make you understand even if 
if it be true and it was mentioned only in view of reformation it's mentioned at an inappropriate time or place would nevertheless make it cease to be a good deed if you come to know somebody's weakness whether it is of common man or of an office bearer if you want to reform that evil then explain it to that person separately and keep the evil secret only then will it be a good deed there are many films being shown nowadays about theft robbery violence etc the scripture uh, the script writers and filmmakers give the impression that if they are showed such scenes where the villains meet a sorry end people will learn a good lesson but in reality children and youngsters do not learn from the ending rather they learn ways and methods of committing evil theft murders robberies and terrorism thereby destroying the peace of the society and destroying the uh, destroying homes now voices are starting to be raised against this saying this is a wrong instead of reformation one sees that crimes are on the increase however islam taught us 1400 years ago that evil should not be publicized to stop evil counsel wisely but in private so evil in society starts from little things <clears throat> therefore it is every ahmadi's task to create an atmosphere in society where instead of increasing malice an environment of love and affection should arise be sensitive to each other's feelings allah the almighty says wale kullin wajhatun huwa mawalliha fastabiqul khairat and everyone has a goal which dominates him why then with one another in good works this is to say that every one has a purpose therefore always keep this commandment in mind it means that you must keep an eye on your weak brothers in respect of those good deeds that you have attained and try to make your other brothers a part of it and take them along with you if you find weaknesses in anybody instead of making them public try and reform them with sympathy and compassion and by doing this you would be attempting to create a pure and peaceful society this pure society is that which a muslim has been ordered to establish and to establish which in this age god almighty has sent prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
Thus, every Ahmadi should try to establish a pure society. This condition cannot arise until compassion arises in every Ahmadi's heart. Unless everyone treats the others like his own kinsmen, unless the walls of color, race and nationality are made to fall, unless Asian, white and African-American consider themselves as Ahmadis, as human beings, equal to each other and do their utmost to discharge the rights of others. And unless such a condition prevails in everyone, we will not be truly fulfilling our pledge, namely that we have a true bond with Khilafat, because it is only Khilafat that by fulfilling the requirements of justice establishes love, affection and peace. It, it leads to a beautiful society that treads upon the ways of God and the Messenger Hence, if in this Khilafat Jubilee year you have renewed your pledge of allegiance, then also try to raise your faith and good deeds to a very high level. Allah enable you to do this. May Allah enable you to reap all the blessings of this Jalsa. May He enable you and your descendants to act on the commands of Allah, the Almighty and the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi May Allah bless the Ahmadiyya Jamaat of America both collectively and individually. And may He make you inheritors of the supplications of the Prophet Muhammad May Allah be your protector and helper now and along your journey and may you always enjoy the benefits of the Jalsa and I always receive good news from you. Ameen. Now we shall offer silent prayer. Please join me. Amen. I mean.